Welcome back to the Brothers in Christ podcast. We will begin a new book of the Bible in Haggai, and we are really excited to jump in, so let's go. First chapter in Haggai. Should be pretty awesome. Let's do this. In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai to the prophet Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Thus says the Lord of hosts, These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet. Is it a time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruin? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does so to put them in a bag with holes. So, this book that we're jumping into is clearly a uh, prophet book from the opening right because almost all the prophet books gives you a timeline like where it's happening and in this case it's after Israel's exile they've come back Nehemiah and Ezra have like rebuilt the walls um but now after they have rebuilt the walls they're all going to go to build their houses and then the lord's like wait hold up why are your houses more important than mine and so that's kind of where it opens but it also says the word of the lord came to haggai which that's like every prophet book right yeah so here through haggai the lord accuses the israelites of not staying faithful to him because they were selfish and wanted their own houses rebuilt first. And so there in the last section of the um, passage we just read, the Lord says that like he has been withholding rain and food and drink and wages from them because that's what they wanted more than to rebuild the temple and be faithful to God. So that is a very important theme in this book. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that, like, God definitely cares about our lives. It's not like, oh, you have to be just constantly at the temple worshiping me and you can't do anything else, especially not build your house. Like, no, that's not his what he's saying. Like, I think he's saying, like, we need to give to him our first fruits, and in the this case it's our time rebuilding his temple before our own houses and because that shows that we we are faithful to the one who has been faithful endlessly to us but then in verse 6 which you have sown much and harvested little you eat but you never have enough you drink but you never have your fill you clothe yourselves but no one is warm and he who earns wages does so to put them in a bag with holes. And this points out that 
the Israelites are basically acting in aimless and pointless ways. And like without the faithfulness to God, this is how our lives are. Um, like as it talks about in Proverbs all the time, the foolish man or the wicked man, they will destroy their lives and never have anything. And so that's what what God points out to them here. And he commands them, be like, turn from your ways, rebuild my temple, and be faithful to me. Yeah, so just like you said, the Israelites were not spending time rebuilding God's temple, and instead they were selfish and gave that time to themselves and what they thought they needed to do. And as a response, God is like emptying the time they are using for their own gain of all that it really means because they're looking for blessings and he's not giving them any because they have not stayed faithful to him first and rebuilt the temple temple before they did all these other things. Yeah, here we can keep reading and then come back. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. You looked for much, and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why, declares the Lord of hosts, because of my house that lies in ruins. While each of you busies himself with his own house, therefore the heavens above you have withheld the dew, and the earth has withheld its produce. And I have called for a drought on the land, and on the hills, and on the grain, the new wine, the oil on what is on what the ground brings forth on man and beast, and on all their labors. So in this section, God is clearly like commanding them to get rid of our excuses. It it it's very clear that the people are like, oh, but we don't have homes. We we're not protected. We need to build our stuff first. And God's like, which is more important, like your homes? or my t- my home and they're like oh but they just keep using excuses so that they can build their own houses instead of helping to build God's temple which will like gives him a place where he can be glorified um and i think applying it to our lives i think this happens all the time for us we building the house of the Lord or like the church, the body of Christ, um, we often provide excuses. Oh, oh, the, the number one is definitely, oh, I don't have the time for that. You hear that all the time. And I mean, I've used it before and I know it's hard, but like, w- which is worth it. Building our own houses that will wither and fade or building the eternal house of God, the body of Christ that will glorify and be faithful to him forever. Yeah, and just like you were saying, the Israelites were making excuses making excuses to be selfish and and I love here how like God gives them a solution to the problem. He says, "Consider your ways. Go up to the hills and bring wood." and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified. But obviously the solution to being selfish and lazy is is like not being selfish. And 
like working hard and that is what God is commanding the Israelites to do here. Mm-hmm. And I always think it's really interesting that the Lord always like threatens or brings hardships to his own people um, to bring them back to God or to bring them back to himself. But the more I think about it, it actually makes a lot of sense. Like when, when we're living alone, we are relying on our own strength which is weak and crumbles very easily um and like we will be ruined into death but when we turn to the lord it's it's in our desperation often that we turn to the lord and rely on his strength and his love and mercy and is very loving and he gives it to us but like we talked about earlier we need to be faithful to him and almost like sacrifice what we want to be faithful to him and build his kingdom all right we will finish the chapter from verse 12 then zerubbabel the son of shealtiel and joshua the son of jehozadak the high priest with all the remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the words of Haggai the prophet, and the Lord their God had sent them. And the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai the messenger of the Lord spoke to the people with the Lord's message. I am with you, declares the Lord. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest and the spirit of all the remnant of the people and they came and worked on the house of the Lord on the house of the Lord of hosts their god on the 24th day of the month in the 6th month in the second year of Darius the king what do you like about this passage i just like how after the israelites repent repent and turn from their selfishness I just like how God like immediately says, I am with you. Yeah, I just like, he like almost automatically says, I am with you. Whereas in their, in their selfishness that God had been against and not granted what they wanted because they were being selfish and not thinking of him first. And yeah, when they repent, it's just like, boom, God is with them. And I think it's such a picture of, God's attitude towards sinners who repent, like, he is eager for us to repent from our wicked ways and turn to him. Yeah. For sure. And I find it interesting that the Israelites, or, like, God brings the drought and, like, famine on the land. And so then I think the people, like, fear the Lord. And then that fear, they're like, oh, shoot, we need to obey the fear turns into obedience and then that's what god requires of us and then he is faithful to come back to us and i'm pretty sure it's in proverbs where it says the fear of the lord is the beginning of all wisdom and you can see that once they fear the lord they turn on back onto the faithful wise path um then i <laughs> i think it's really funny how God sends his spirit or like awakens the spirit of all these people and, and that's what like makes them go build the temple. It's almost like he 
he builds his he builds his own temple, but he uses the people. And isn't that so true of us today? Like we are a mess and we can't do anything on our own, but through the Lord and like the Holy Spirit that he gives to us, he works through us in ways that we could never work, but because of his power, he's able to do immeasurably more than we could ever imagine us doing on our own. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just like going back to the historical context of this passage, the Israelites had just been out of exile, which was itself a punishment for their sins. So that's kind of like, have they already forgotten what happened to them because they sinned? And then I thought, well, doesn't everybody do that? And it's like <laughs> so true even for us today. Like we are so quick to forget everything that God has taught us and yeah, just like everything that he has done for us because the Israelites were just coming out of exile and the fact that they were even coming out was God's grace towards them. And yeah, just like we're so quick to forget. Yeah, that's a good point. And so this week I would challenge all of us to, as we talked about earlier, not make excuses to work for yourself and not for the Lord, um, but instead do everything as you're working for the Lord and build his kingdom, his temple, the church uh, over yourself in your own house and rely on the Lord's strength to do this. So... Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening to the first chapter of Haggai. Um, Two weeks, we'll have the second chapter out, and I hope you'll listen to that one. And thank you so much for listening.